Welcome to Finding My Family Podcast, Episode 3. So this is my second time doing this. Uh, the first one got... The SD card was corrupt. So, yeah, I lost that. That's up. But, anyways, let's get into it. Uh, so, all of the stuff I've been doing to find my aunt has came up pretty much empty. I've sent out some emails, contacted people on Twitter... I figured I might as well try and I have had no luck on anything it's kind of discouraging but I'm gonna keep going with this and uh, in the meantime I'll be just talking about my family and finding out more about them just in general so the first person I wanted to touch on was my second to oldest uncle my first uncle he was shot and killed in Vancouver on a drug deal gone wrong, from what I was told by the uncle we'll be talking about. Uh, he was only 20 years old, going to school in Vancouver and uh, going to become a welder. And uh, yeah, it's, it's sad because like my grandfather, I remember him telling me, when my when he was passing away I don't know I don't know if he told me or if I was just in the room when it was said I remember him saying the worst feeling in life is losing a son he said I've lost two and he referred to my dad who was lost at a young age I think he was 32 and 32 or 34 I can't I can't quite remember and uh, my uncle, who was 20. And those have, those have always stuck with me, those words. Because I could never imagine losing my son. I could never imagine having to get that call. And I know that there are many, many of people that have had to deal with that. But the, the more I look into my family, like the more death of sons I find like there's horrible horrible things I I spoke with a few people about it and they can't believe the deaths in my family or just how my family is so I'd like to get into more of that on another episode but for now let's get into about my second oldest uncle he's uh, 64 Uh, he has well not recently but within the past 10 years he's in a very bad car accident that uh, gave him brain damage so he is he's not the same as what he used to be at all Uh, I have hard times going and seeing him Uh, he he forgets who I am a lot of the time and a lot of the values he had before or the strengths, or like his mannerisms are, are different now, and I and that's expected with a brain injury. But it it's hard for me to see him like that, so I I don't see him as much as I should, and it, it's sad. I, I would like to see him more, but when you go and say hi to your uncle, who has acted like a father figure in some capacity because your father passed away when you were young 
and he forgets your name, it it hurts you down to the core. And you know it's not his fault, but it still hurts. Uh, my uncle's always been a, a tough, like strong, pow- proud um, man. He He's done a lot of bad things, though, in his life. Uh, he's a known drug dealer, or was a known drug dealer before his accident. Um, yeah, it was something I grew up with. I, I didn't have to... I didn't have to worry about bullies. Because I had my uncles and... And their reputation that they made for themselves. It wasn't a good reputation by no means, but... It was a reputation that was respected. And people still respect it to this day. Um, yeah. So, yeah, my uncle was, is about 64. As I said, he was always, like, a strong, strong type in my life. He was always the tough guy, uh, as you, I guess you could say. Um, he, had a, he had a rough life, too, for the first few years. Uh, he, yeah, he was just born differently like they were my my grandfather and grandmother were were dirt poor on my father's side they they didn't have a lot of money they yeah they didn't have much they lived in a small farmhouse in a really small community until moving to where we live now i guess somewhat uh i think i'm about 20 minutes away from where my dad grew up really uh and it was another small farmhouse but my grandfather he did do his best he he was a logger he made his own logging company and he invested money into it and built it up and for what i've been told he he drank it away they he was not a good drunk um and that's, I think that's the reason my, like, I never ever really seen my uncle drunk. I've maybe seen him tipsy at the best. Uh, I, and in a capacity, I believe he's, I'm a lot like him. Because my, my mother and my stepfather were alcoholics. They, they never stopped drinking. It seemed like until I was in my teens and then. And then it, they changed, but then they made it worse for me because I was just—I—I I don't know. It's hard to explain. I, uh, but I have that capacity where I—I I can't be a drunk. I can't act like they did. So that's—that's that's a good thing, I—I I think. But uh, yeah, so he—he he grew up tough, like they had to be. Uh, always in fights, always. And if it was a Friday night and they they didn't have much to do, it was like, well, hey, let's. Uh, they were about five kilometers from town, and let's go into town. Let's let's start some shit. And uh, they were notorious fighters. They're people tell me that they were some of the best fighters around, like in town. They would 
all of my uncles. Uh, really, like, really hard to make mad unless they were drinking. Uh, and then you better watch out. So, as I said, my uncle, he was the second oldest. Um, and after his older brother passed away, he thought that it was his responsibility to take care of the family. And, and he did that uh, to some extent. But he would get himself in trouble. Uh, this is just one of the stories I've heard about him. He was at the bar uh, on a Friday night, I guess. And they were getting rowdy. And uh, there were some cops there. And just young young guys. And uh, a reputation gets around, especially in the cop community, I'm sure. With like, who are the guys to watch for? Anyways, I guess the cops tried to jump in on a fight or or something of that nature. And uh, from what I was told, they got their ass kicked. So this one young cop in particular, he decided that he was going to pay back my uncle. And uh, he waited. And he waited and waited until one night my uncle was walking alone by himself and uh, he jumped him. Didn't, didn't say who he was, didn't say he was a cops. Jumped him and started fighting with him. Uh, like I said before, my uncles were known for being pretty tough. So a struggle ensues and uh, in the madness of this, my uncle sees a gun. So my thoughts are not knowing what's going on, seeing a guy jump you and there's a gun, you get a little nervous. So his reaction was to get the gun. I, I don't know exactly, like I, and this is all just accounts of other people. He got the gun, pointed it at him, told him to stay away, whatever it was, and then uh, hit him with the gun and knocked him out. So my uncle's thoughts were, I need to run, which I think that would be anybody's thoughts after they realize that they just knocked out a cop. So he ran away, he fled down to the U.S. And well, well down there, he acquired uh, things to make fake money, right? Uh, so he started making it. And instead of like trying to do it through stores, like launder the money through stores, what he would do is head to um, like fairs, town fairs and he would buy a baseball hat for for five bucks and give the guy a 50 
And he did this for a while. From, like I said, from what I've been told. Um, and then he started getting a little stupid about it. And he ended up going to a fair. And instead of do, like hanging about for a day and then taking off, he decided to stay a little long. He stayed three days. And by the time the third day rolled around, they uh, people started to pick up. Like, this is, this is fake money getting thrown around here. And this guy's seems like he's he's the one that has it. So he ends up going back to where he is staying in, I believe it was a hotel or something. And as he gets back to the hotel, cops surround him. And uh, he runs for it. So he ran for a while. I don't know how long. That's that's another thing I'm not sure of. But he definitely ran. And uh, they... They ended up catching him. Maybe... Maybe not long after. I'm not sure. And he was brought into jail and he was given his phone call and since he was a Canadian citizen he was allowed to phone back to Canada so he phoned a family friend of ours still still a good family friend um, he phones them up and my uncle had told this family friend that if anything were to happen to him where something bad was happening to use the name Wesley Walker and uh, he, f- he phones and uh, he says on the phone to his family friend he's like Wesley is that you and then he says yep yep this is me and he said yeah I'm in some trouble and I need you to get some money together I don't know how much it was but between this family friend and my own father, they gathered up enough money, uh, probably a probably a thousand dollars or more, and uh, wire transferred it down to the states for my uncle to make bail. And this this is all like within a few years few years two three four years I guess process and in that time like I said the cops in Canada had been searching for him this the entire time trying to find him because of what had happened so now being where he was with the police in the states he thought it's it's time to face the music, I guess. So he crossed the border back into Canada and was arrested again immediately. Uh, when he was on the run, though, uh, the headlines were man wanted, extremely dangerous and armed, which which isn't an easy thing to do considering 
the states has had such prolific people on their uh, most wanted lists extremely dangerous like that's that's a tough one to come by so yeah he, he he got caught they took him in my dad and our family friend wired him the money he comes back as soon as he crosses the border guess what cops are there he goes back to jail in Canada now like he that's pretty shitty when that's all you can do like either way you're going to jail and and I get it you gotta do what you have to do like there's no ifs ands or buts about it you gotta do something so like I said he headed back and uh they took him in and uh made a court date for him so during the court date my uncle decided to uh represent himself which i think was a good idea because my uncle is a is a smart man he's not a not a stupid man by no means he he knows how to be how do you explain it? Maybe deceitful enough to get away with things. So as the as he goes to this court case, my father and I'm sure my other uncles were there waiting for him. And uh, he enters the room and the judge brings him up and they say, Okay, Mr. Mr. Blah, 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 you've been charged with... Uh, assault and battery of an officer uh, fleeing the police and uh, all this other stuff so my uncle says to them he says uh, I want to I want to explain my side of the story judge says okay he says so I was I was jumped in the middle of a street no cop identified themselves as a police officer and in the heat of the moment I saw a gun and I uh, I used it well not used it but he uh, proceeded to use the gun to hit the police officer and the judge took this all into consideration I think he's like wow so this young man saying that he was jumped by the police officers uh, or police officer and was beaten and he ended up getting the upper hand and the, like, this family friend is the one that told me about this he said they were in the back of the courtroom and they'd never seen anything like it the judge looked at him and said uh, you did a very good job representing yourself you, uh, you're very articulate, uh, etc. And uh, it's, since you've been running for this long, you get a day of jail. That's it. Just one day. Because you've proven that you, things have, things were out of your control. You weren't able to stop them from happening. Um, so yeah, after that, 
life goes on and things happen to him and but yeah he it was a really interesting story and a lot of people hell I didn't even really believe it myself um but I do now there's like the family friend that told me I I believe him he's not a person to lie and uh yeah I uh think it's it's pretty interesting when I can tell people about that because I don't think a lot of people can say that sort of thing about their family um so yeah uh to I think that'll be the end of that like the story of my uncle and I have other stories still uh so he moving on with the podcast like I said I I'm at a standstill on what's happening with my aunt uh I can't seem to get anything so until I start receiving more information on her, I think I'm going to try and just stick with some family stories about my family. That's why I call it Finding My Family Podcast. Uh, I want to explore my family and see see what other people think of it. Like uh, Yeah. It's it's interesting. So hopefully Hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, I know it's a little different. And we're only a couple episodes in. But yeah. Um, there's going to be more. There's going to be more about different members of my family. I'd like to do one on my father. Uh, on my other grandfather. Yeah. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed this. You can uh, get a hold of me on our Twitter. Finding my family pod. Uh, you can email at findingmyfamilypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find our Instagram. I believe you just type in Finding My Family Podcast. So thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.